Hello and welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming alive from the West Village, Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday we read your emails, we hear your stories, we give some advice. And the last few Mondays uh, we've been doing best of episodes. And I want to thank you for going through this month with me. This is the last best of episode of... This is the last episode of 2023. I want to thank you for being part of this podcast. It is truly a pleasure. It is um, it's my favorite thing, and I love that people enjoy this show. I want more people to enjoy this show. That's my goal is to make, and I want to make a show that I love doing. And I do love doing this show, but I want it to evolve. And that's the reason Next week, there will be a brand new J-Train podcast. There's going to be new artwork. There's going to be new segments. There's going to be, it's going to be from live from a studio. It's shot. We shot it already. It's already shot. It's in the can, as they say. Um, it's going to be more pop culture. It's going to be more making, you know, fun of internet stuff. It's going to be more a hangout as opposed to just reading emails. And again, you know, the date, what, the reason for the change was a few things. Um, I felt that J train, this podcast, not that it was lazy, but it was just kind of, it was, it was stuck in one place. It couldn't be everything for me and it couldn't be the outlet that I wanted it to be. Um, and I also felt that with the You Up podcast, and I would love for you to check out the You Up podcast if you don't already. I, It's weird. I don't know. I assume everyone who listens to this has listened to You Up maybe. I don't know. The You Up podcast is a fantastic show. And it's about modern dating. If you have modern date, if you like modern dating talk, if you want to hear people's emails, that is the place to go for that now. I felt that I was kind of repeating it a little bit. I felt that I was doing an extension of the You Up podcast. And again, I would ask for lifestyle emails. I would ask for, you know, friend questions and and wedding emails. And, you know, you only get so many of those. And then it would turn into, we're going to do a dating email, which is fine, but it felt that I'd already answered those questions on another show. So I was like, okay, if the U up is where dating talk is happening, what can J Train be? And I really think the J Train podcast and what I'm trying to make it is Regis and Kathy Lee. I'm trying to make it the view for idiots. I want it to be fun. I want it to be segments. I want it to be interviews. I want it to be, you know, reviews of movies and 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 hey, we got this thing about law going on the news. Let's bring on a lawyer and just and again to use the word stupid in the most loving way stupidity i so to preview uh, my co-hosts for the first j train the, the first two j train podcasts are going to be greg stone and anthony devito i've known them for over a decade i've known them since i first started doing comedy i met greg at one of the first open mics i ever did and he like took me in he you know we walked from Times Square downtown together to go to different open mics together. So I think you're going to feel that, that it's three really close friends hanging out. We laughed for four hours straight. I, I didn't stop laughing for four hours. It was fun. I mean, one of the segments, uh, the first episode is very much um, 
themed to New Year and New Year's resolutions. We talk about our resolutions. We talk about good New Year, uh, New Year's parties and what we're going to do. And we did uh, a segment where we uh, did Fortune Teller, where I, you know, I look into my crystal ball to tell you what's going to happen in the new year. And so, and I think the fun of it is also that some of the segments fail. And you know what? The it's funny that they fail. And so, yeah, so if you're listening right now, uh, thank you for being a listener. 2023 was an amazing year for me. I mean, in my wildest dreams and expectations, I couldn't imagine having a year like I just had. Um, I was, you know, a Netflix special that came out and did well and and found more people. Some of them are you. Amazing. I did The Tonight Show the second time. I, I, unbelievable. Um I got to see friends and family I loved and lost. I, you know, I, I dated and, um, you know, relationships, you know, didn't work out, but it was, uh, I'm happy for having had those and all those things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I hope you enjoy today's episode. You know, I'm a little nostalgic because I was like, what am I going to do for my final best of episode? And Last week, I was like, let me go find the most listened to J-Train, and that was uh, Matchmaker Maria. Then I was like, okay, well, why don't we go to the most watched one? And the most watched one, and I don't get a lot of, you know, my YouTube and the new J-Train, a, a lot of it is, oh, the, the, I'll finish this, and then I want to do a thank you. But um, I, I was a lot of this was uh, because I want to do more on YouTube. Now, my most watched one hour episode of the show is with Matteo Lane, who another close friend. Matteo is so wildly talented and hilarious. And this episode is called We All Have Similar Love Languages. And it's from April 14th, 2020. Now, you want to go down memory lane. I, I don't know, you know, as a person who's put things on the internet, I get hit with like, you know, here's where you were. I listened to this episode. It's it's very good. The advice is fun. Mateo's hilarious. But the weirdest part is that it's April 14th, 2020, meaning we went into quarantine and pandemic Pandemic is like March 15th, 2020, if you think about it, if you think of the dates. So we're like, in, I had just moved in two weeks prior with my then girlfriend to an apartment on the Lower East Side. I'm looking at the video. I'm looking at the old kitchen that we had. I'm, I'm taping from a space that like I wouldn't tape at now. I, you know, we're, I have a mustache. Um, so it's weird to look back and hear what was going on then and it was the beginning you know we march 15th to april 14th that f i remember the days felt so long and short at the same time i remember and even when you hear mateo and i talk we're like we haven't seen our friends in so long we haven't worked in so long and it's really just been a month and now looking back and knowing how much COVID has become a part of the talk of the world and how long that went you're like wow you were at the doorstep you didn't even start what was gonna happen and if i look back and think of like what i'm proud of from that era of myself and and it's a subject that comes up on this episode if you listen if you listen on we talk about 
the pandemic didn't change people. It just showed who you are. And, and this is on the theme of change because this podcast is about to change. It's about to be new and different and, and it's, there are risks in making the change, but I'm still me. I'm still who I am. But when change is afoot, what do you do? How do you respond? And I will say, if I'm to give myself credit, I, I was really happy that I stayed in the land of positivity. <laughs> you know, I, I do remember thinking like, I remember tweeting something during when the pandemic happened. It's like, if it, something along the lines of like, if I don't need people to start being, you know, COVID experts. I need people, if you're an ass model, I need you to keep being an ass model through the pandemic. We need people to do what they do. <laughs> and again, some of your, your people that you follow, some of your friends, they turned into, they showed you who they, wa- who they are. They, maybe they weren't the person they were, you, you thought they were before the pandemic. And then that's who they, and then the pandemic happens and they go, oh, and you go, oh, and I'm proud of the fact that I was like, okay, we're still going to do dating advice. We're still going to admit that the world is changing around us. We're still going to, you know, have fun with the subject. We're still going to put out a product that is, is high energy. You know, you if you hear in the open of this episode, you're going to hear me, you know, uh, bringing energy and Mateo's like, what the fuck? You know, he, he wasn't used to hanging out with his straight friends. He said, he says it in the episode, I that he was like so used to hang out with his gay friends that all of a sudden I come on and I'm like a monster truck rally. And it was funny to hear that. And so I, it's an interesting listen. And the other interesting part, and it starts to, and it makes me, you know, uh, look at, and is Mateo, if you hear, I, inc- I say, you got to get on TikTok. There's a whole part where I'm telling Mateo he should be on TikTok. And he's like, no, I don't know what I would do. And I'm, and I nailed it. I told him, I go, no one would be better on TikTok than you. And I know you're going to kill it. And if you go look now, Mateo is now selling out theaters. Mateo travels the world. He, he, he went on TikTok and, and it did exactly what I said it would do. He's doing cooking shows. He's doing uh, stuff. He brings up his friend, Nick, him and Nick now have a 15 minute podcast that they do together. Like I, not to say I'm Nostradamus, but I'm I'm telling you right now, if you listen to that part and then go look up Mateo's socials if you don't already, it's also the reason this is my most watched YouTube is because he's legitimately huge, you know, and killing it. So I want you to go follow Mateo, but it, it is, if you listen to the TikTok part where I'm telling him you should go on and he, him and I are having a discussion about a video that I just made and the video I made and I'm now, and again, I get a little self-conscious cause I'm like, fuck, I, I didn't do shit on TikTok. I'm like, I'm doing okay, but I'm not, you know, Mateo is like, <laughs> you know, he fucking exploded. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm fucking nothing. I'm a loser. I'm not funny. You know, I, but the, the video that we reference in the uh, episode, I had just made a video um, where I dressed as Ariel and I was, u- instead of like a trident, I had a big kitchen fork and I was looking out the window saying, I want to be where the people are at, because everyone was locked inside during quarantine. That was the video I made. So, that's an interesting part to listen to now because Mateo's so, you know, and Mateo is someone who I've had on the podcast many times. I would love to have him as a co-host, but, you know, that's the hard part about the co-host thing is like Greg and Anthony were available for four hours on Tuesday to tape with me. 
you know, someone like Mateo, who's super busy and, 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 you know, and doing a lot of different things, it would be tough to have him on as a co-host, even though I would love to. So maybe, you know, it's figuring out a segment where he can call in and still be part of the show in the Regis and Kelly, Regis and Kathy Lee way, you know, okay, well, how do I figure out a segment? And that's the new show is going to be a lot of different segments, a lot of ones that do well and a lot that fail but always funny. So, but we're sponsored people. Again, want to thank you for being a part of the J train podcast. This month has been a different month. We're doing best of episodes. I'm doing a little, again, I'm telling these, I'm, I'm doing a preamble to the show <clears throat> and we, we do have sponsors and I will say I base luggage. I love it. I have it. I use it. If you follow me on social media, you know, I travel literally every week uh, base luggage has been with me everywhere I go and I love it. I, they have a weekender and they have a regular rolling bag. It always fits in the overhead, fits in the overhead. It has a cushion handle. That's something you didn't know you wanted, but you need. And it's just really good luggage. And here's the other thing it has. It has these straps. It, it, and I know most luggage has it. I just think this is like really good. The straps that go over and you can tighten so you can fit more stuff in. Lots of pockets. Winter weather can throw a lot of curveballs. One day it's sunny, the next it's snowing, and there's a thunderstorm on the way. If you're traveling this winter, you're going to need a suitcase that fits everything. Luckily, Base has you covered. Base luggage is truly the best. Created by actress Shay Mitchell. I didn't know Shay Mitchell, okay? I don't know who she is. I, 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 I've been informed of her. Who knows a thing or two about travel? I, she must. I, I don't know who Shay got involved with or what vision she had for luggage, but she nailed it. It has everything you need. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, a built-in weight indicator, and washable bags for your dirty clothes. She's thought of it all. I love it. I have it. I use it. I can't give a better recommendation. If, you, if I haven't sold you on base already, there are pockets everywhere. I even Here's how I know there's a lot of space in the base bag. I bring golf balls wherever I go just in case I'm going to golf. The fact that I'm putting in just extra shit, I mean, come on. You're not going to have to shove your AirPods in the same compartment as your underwear and spend your entire vacation digging around the stuff in your bag. Your AirPods with your underwear, why wouldn't your AirPods be in your pocket? I don't know. That that part of the ad I would disagree with. Listen, it's a great it's great luggage, and we're going to give you free money. Right now, Base is offering J-Train listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash J-Train. Go to basetravel.com slash J-Train for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash J-Train. So make sure you support the sponsors if they can support you. That's a great way to help the show. That's a great way to like get us into 2024. Um I want to do a thank you, um, and then we're going to do a little bit more. Uh, I, I want to do a thank you before I get to the next uh, part of this podcast. Shelby has been my producer for this show uh, for, I think, since maybe 2015 or 14. We're coming up on uh, 10 years. Shelby has been a wonderful partner, a wonderful person to work with. Um, we're heading, this This is kind of the end of the chapter, uh, end for us. We're going our separate ways. It, it is not because Shelby, Shelby's great, fantastic, a pleasure to work with, and I just want to thank him for all that he has done for this show. 
Um, again, the show was changing. I needed a full-on new direction for the show with a studio. And, and it was just, it had nothing to do with, um, we're just, you know, that's just the end of this era. And I just want to make sure, you know, everyone who listens knows uh, he's just a pleasure to work with. And it was just, um, this was just, this is the next step for me. And I'm just happy to have worked with him, happy to have him as a friend and just want, you know, to thank him for all the work on the show. We will have new producers on the next era of this, this show. And that's just something I want to let people know. And, and I know if you've been listening a long time, you've come to know Shelby in your own way via the show. And, you know, I think that's great. So I, I know he'll be successful in whatever the next thing coming down the road for him is. And um, I just want to thank him for being a part of it. And he's, you know, the reason for my success as a comedian. So I, I can't, you know, thank him enough for all the hard work. So there was another. So we, here are the emails. So that we went over. I want to go actually before I get into the emails from this podcast that we're going to get into. I have a special guest, Monroe Martin. Monroe, I've known again going back years. Everyone's putting out their own specials now, and Monroe's in that group now. He's got a special on YouTube. I want you to go watch it, enjoy it. The link to the special is in the the bio of this episode will be on my social media. It's a 25 minute special and it's from Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard me, Nairobi. So he's doing a show in Nairobi and we talk about going to Nairobi and doing the show. I had him on. He, he texts me. He's like, Hey man, um, I got this special. Can you post it? I'm like, why don't you come on and talk about it? It's fucking Kenya. You went to. So, uh, let's, uh, let's go to that right now hit it hello and welcome back to the j train podcast i am here with good friend hilarious comic and recent producer of a special that is out on youtube right now monroe martin how you doing buddy what's up man i'm good you i'm okay i'm a, i woke up half hour ago Yo, um, same. i yeah did you do shows last night yeah, I was out last night, and then, um, and plus, we just got a new mattress. Okay. So I was just enjoying that shit. I was just laying down, and then I, I had my alarm set. And I, was like, ah. I had yeah. mine, my alarm set too. Oh, hold on, tell us about the mattress. Okay. This is a very interesting topic to me. So we did just you got go all out? Did you, do, did you get a mattress that you were like, "This is too expensive," or did you like? Because mattresses to me. Are one of those things where you're like, ugh, I don't want to. This is how much it is, and then you do it, and you go, oh shit, I'm happy I did this. Or did you go? What did you do? What was your thinking process? Because so, I, I remember so here's the thing. Next, so so this is a replacement mattress. We bought. Uh, we've been with Casper since we lived across the street. So me and my lady been together eight years. We've been with Casper eight years. The last mattress like sunk in. You know what I'm talking about? Like that middle part, just like in. Like, it's like a little soup bowl or whatever. Right. So that's giving us all back problems and stuff. So we got a new mattress from them. They replaced it for free, but it took forever. And really? now so we got a how- new Casper. But I'm leaving. As soon, if something happened to this one, I'm done. Well, how do you report that? Do they believe you no matter what? I remember there was a, there was a podcast era. I feel like old mm-hmm. man podcasts when I talk about this. But, like, there was an era... <laughs> 
where mattresses were getting sold on podcasts. Like I was hawking mm-hmm. Casper mattresses. And yeah. they started giving me mattresses. Like I would, I, I like we. I got sponsored by so many mattresses, mattress companies, that I was like, "Does anybody need a mattress?" Like I was giving them out, like they were like, you know, like they were Pringles. Like it was like I was like, I got so many mattresses. So like there was one that went in like my parents' like guest room. Like there, mm-hmm. there's a mattress there from when. And, and it's funny because we, you know, we have sponsors on the podcast now, but like you go through these weird ebbs and flows of like sponsorships and some some sponsors move on to like tv and you're like look they made yeah. it you know mm-hmm. like i i think of like brooklinen and yeah. i remember like i'm i remember when brooklinen was a kid just starting was out just with on J- the train yeah it was just a train remember it was just brooklinen and they showed you some plain ass sheets yeah and then you go on the train Google it was on the subway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember, I remember seeing it on the subway and going and th- being proud of Brooklyn and because I was like they were on my mm-hmm. podcast. I'm like, you know, I'm nothing. You know, like yeah. I, I'm the I'm I'm like the I'm like the chick you hook up with like in college. Like like oh look at <laughs> he's doing okay. Oh, I hooked up with that guy in college. Like I'm like that. Like yeah. I, you know. So <laughs> did, so Casper Casper just took it back. They didn't. No, they make you go through a bunch of stuff. So we had to, first, they make you show the sink by, like, taking a picture eye level and putting, like, a 25-pound weight on it. And I'm like, yo, I'm 260. So (laughs) 25 pounds and 260 are going to look completely different. So we sent them the 25-pound weight. And they went, we don't see the sag enough. We don't see what you're talking about. So then I was like... I, I don't know because the person keeps changing. Every time you talk to them, every time you email them, it's a new person. <laughs> but like, I'll be taking over this account. I'll be taking over this case. It's, like, it's not a case. I'm just trying to get a new mattress. It's you not get a on, detective. You get on the phone with one. You're like, you sound strict. I'm gonna wait till the next person <laughs> comes no, we on. Never. Here. It was all email. So all email. when I told my lady was getting mad at me because she was like, I don't know what to do. I was like, fuck it. One day, I was like, I'm going to just take a picture of a bunch of pictures of me laying on a mattress. Mm. I blurred out my face. And I'm just laying on the mattress like this. I'm laying on the mattress <laughs> like this. And you can see, like, the sink and the buckling and stuff. And it was like, usually we don't accept photos like this. But we'll we'll send you out a mattress immediately. Like, <laughs> they, 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 it was so bad that they're like, okay, all rules aside, we're going to send you a new mattress. With sweatpants on and shit. Oh, like, my cat oh, walking on the bed. It looked real bad. So we're not just doing mattress talk. Um, I these are the subjects that interest me, though, for some reason. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need. A, I want a better mattress. So if any of your sponsors, Casper is fine. I want the, the the fat people, John. You know the John, the fat hikers, which is a country. The the, the big fat people, they be like, this is the best bed. I want that shit. I. I don't know what commercial campaign you're talking about. No, it's I, called like big something. It's called like big big or something. And it's a mattress for like uh, fat ass like, beds. I like. What, can you imagine? It's a mattress for obese people. Fat ass. I beds. didn't know that existed. I I, <laughs> I I remember I got my mattress and I mine has lasted a long mm-hmm. time. And now you're making me appreciate the investment. Because I remember when I got it, it was too expensive. I was like, what the fuck? I'm not spending this money. I mean, I've had it. I've had it. My mattress. I've had it 15 years now. 
-hmm. And I remember it was like $1,500. Like it was like not cheap. Yeah, and I remember feeling the pain of mm -hmm. how much it was. I fifteen hundred is, is an estimate. I remember thinking, I can't. I, this is too much. And then I remember going into a store. This is pre like internet. I feel a hundred years old right now. Mm -hmm. I remember like a guy in a medical coat. That was like a big thing. Is that like yeah. this is your mattress specialist, and you're like a mattress doctor. Yeah, there was like the doctor, yeah. doctor mattress, and. And they and I would lay and I'd be like this and I remember being like this one is so good and mm -hmm. I have gotten I the one I've never been complimented on my sexual prowess okay. I have been complimented by women who are like this bed this is unbelievable yeah like I have had <laughs> not this is like across the board like <laughs> hookups girlfriends situationships I have gotten. It is one thing. I, I wonder if there's like girls I've dated out there being like, I just missed that mattress. Gotta get back to that mattress, yo. They're texting you like, you up? Because if you up, up, you can let them in. <laughs> so everyone go follow Monroe Martin. He's hilarious. So you have a special that's out on YouTube. The mm -hmm. link will live be in the Nairobi. bio of this episode. It's live from Nairobi, Kenya. Yeah. That immediately, you sent it to me. Mm -hmm. Immediately, you see live from Nairobi, Kenya, and you go, you you have questions. I, I immediately yeah. am like, what the fuck? How do? What brings <laughs> you to tape in Nairobi? And I watch it. It's great. Everyone should go watch it. It's a, it's fun. You, I want. I I I I, I wanted to hear about Nairobi. What brought you there? What got you there? What made you tape there? And where? So I, and what was the show? It looked like. Again, when I see comedy taped abroad, mm -hmm. I've seen a few things taped from Africa. It always looks like they were like, we're having comedy night. Like, it, it's like very special. Yeah. It didn't feel well, like no, it, it happened every song. five minutes. Oh, but please explain. I, I'll shut the phone. No, so comedy. So the stand up scene, I was taught. It kind of started like 2013, 15, like stand up, what we do. In right? Nairobi. In Nairobi. And and not even in Nairobi, just in Kenya in general, right? In Nairobi is just one of the major cities. Um, before that, it was like slapsticky, like uh, slip on a banana peel and all that stuff. But how I got there, I just, I was trying to put some road shit together. You know how we are. We just yeah. like sent out a tweet or Instagram post. So I went, hey, looking to fill up some dates on the road, like some road dates, and a guy responded, he was like, would you come to Nairobi? And I'm like, ah, this is a fucking bot. <laughs> but then he DM me, he first he messaged me, then DM me, and I was like, yeah, what's uh, what's up, what's the catch? And then he just sent me a bunch of shit to legitimize it, like decks and contracts and all that, even though, you know, when you get an email Oops. or DM from Africa, and you're like, ah, like how legit is this? So I started looking around to see. <laughs> I'm an African prince. I'm putting yeah. on comedy shows. Mm -hmm. Just send me $10,000 and then you'll get back <laughs> millions of comedy shows. Yeah. So I I go, all right. Like I do the necessary things to be like, all right, let me know if this is like, here's what's letting me know is it legit. Hotel, flight, and then like the payment and stuff. Made all that happen. Told me it was going to be. Uh, was like, yo, you can bring your, your lady over here. We'll accommodate her too. 
and we just we were scared. Me and my lady were scared because you know we you think Africa, you think one, you think Africa as a country and not as a continent, right? So you don't mm. think of Africa as this bigger place where there's multiple countries. And when you're big, you're allowed to have fucked up countries, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're allowed well, to have some shit that ain't doing that great. If, like, if look you're at America. Big, there's areas in yeah. America in any country, mm-hmm. but in any continent that you would yeah. expect that are dangerous. And there are nice areas. Like it, it, yeah. there's a spectrum everywhere you go. But I, I'm with you. I mean, you're talking to the mm-hmm. most ignorant, like I'm from I'm, America. Yeah. Like idiot that you could be talking to. So I'm with you because you said in the opening in the opening minute of the special, you say this is not what I expected. <laughs> like and I actually wrote that down. Yeah. What did you you fly into Nairobi? What was like do you see like I mean like the, the, I guess the most American thing I can ask is you go like did you see a McDonald's and you're like, "Oh, it's just like home?" Or did you see like what did you see that made you go this is like different than what I assumed. And they laughed. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys do think we live in yeah. huts and shit. And you and yeah. you even make a joke about huts and they yeah. get mad. Oh, you actually watched it. Yo, I fuck with Dude, you. Man. Thank you so much. No, I, what are you talking? I would have lying to you. I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Yo, so uh, the airport, you've been, have you been to DR? Uh, the Dominican, I, I yeah. think I have, but I don't have a memory of the airport. Okay. So the airport is, I'm trying to explain. So the airport is not, it's not like JFK. Okay. It's like, it's really like an airport and like a, a flyover, uh, stay here where it's like small. Like Albany. Personal. Like I, yeah. I was just in the Albany airport. It's like yeah. wings. Like there's like yeah. seven terminals. Yeah. Well, I'm like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, this ain't what I expected. Like I, I. I made it. I didn't, I didn't get to make the joke on that show, but I was like, yo, I expected they, they were just going to drop us out of the plane, keep going. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, here you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> You'll figure it out. The luggage right. will be there next week. But the airport was nice. We got picked up. And the thing that made me go, because uh, the airport and where we were, where we had to go was maybe like 40 minutes. So I'm driving through all this scenery and I'm looking and I'm looking out the window. Or like kids with stomach out, fucking wild monkeys and shit sitting there scratching their head. I'm being honest. I'm telling them like I'm looking for right. like the kids with the bees and like they don't got shit to do but play with a stick and, yeah. uh, and practice Michael Jackson choreography, like shit like that. I'm looking for that, and I'm like, yo, these roads are nice. I'm like, why is this so nice? I'm like, has the highways always been like this? Like it's the highways are paved. There's yeah, no like fucking big bumps. There's beautiful foliage everywhere. You can see nice houses. Like so, the rich, so the rich people have like little compounds, right? If you got if you got a house, you basically get a little uh, plantation compound, and then you hire people to fix that up and keep it up and shit. You right? got and walls. Yeah, you got walls, but you can see over the walls and you can see all these beautiful trees and foliage and black people living there. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so then we pull up. So the first thing we do, he takes us out to eat and he goes, I'm going to take you out to eat. And I'm thinking it's going to be like some little hole in the wall where the chairs is little, like, you know, just like Africa, what they show this right. in all the movies and stuff. We pull up to this mall that looks like the Grove in L.A. 
Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the Grove in LA. They got gelato. They got bowling. They got uh, uh, fucking Starbucks and all this shit. And I'm sitting there's there an like, improv. Yo, no, it was at Adidas store. It was so modern. I'm like, yo, like he was like, you didn't expect this, did you? And I'm like, no. I was like, I didn't expect any of this shit. I thought it was going to be depleted. I thought we was going to have to keep our head down as we get in the car and roll the tinted windows up. And he's like, nah, man, it, it hasn't been like that in years, like in what centuries, is, not, not centuries, but you know what I mean. Is there a country that they're like, no, that's more like that country? Like, is Kenya, is Nairobi ahead of other places that they would be like, no, we, this is like, you well, know. they take shot. They were taking shots at other countries, but I just couldn't understand. Right. You know right. what I mean? It's hometown like, shit. Like, it's like. Yeah, they're right. like, it's like when you go. Oh, I don't They're right. afraid of Somalians because they're Islam, they're Muslim, and they come out. So they had a problem with religious, uh, re religious terrorism, right? Where uh -huh. like, uh, like Somalis would come over and like blow something up or whatever. So now they got security guards everywhere. Like to get into the mall, you had to go through like an airport security type thing. You put your bag and the x ray thing, then you walk through an x ray thing. And, this is in Nairobi. In the mall. This is in Nairobi, and this is to get yeah. everywhere. This is to get into the mall. This yeah. is to get into the movie theater. This is to get into restaurants. This is how you, this is to get into your hotel. Like they, they got a dog that come and sniff your car and your nuts. And you shit. mentioned that. Well, you mentioned yeah. that in the special that they're like the dogs mm -hmm. here are all working. Like yeah. the There's dogs. There's no loose all... dogs. I thought it was gonna be like loose dog. Like you think I, I keep saying you think of Africa, you think yeah. of loose dogs, that's the community dog, and the dog is just eating scraps, or there's a little boy <laughs> fighting a dog. No, these dogs working, these dogs sniffing for bombs and shit. The, yeah. I would be the same way. I I I totally like you and I are on the same page. Like I go somewhere and I am dumb american who needs a bigger mattress because i'm too fat mm -hmm. for the regular mattress like this is like <laughs> you know like i am that guy and i it is funny hearing you talk about it because mm -hmm. i'm like hearing myself talk about it like we're almost like you know we've almost been like brainwashed into this like and again i'm not like this america hater like i like mm -hmm. america <laughs> like but like but yeah, when you're told the greatest country in the world, you're kind of like put into fear of other countries. Like we're, mm -hmm. we, you know, we are like kind of like brainwashed into believing like we live this way. If you mm -hmm. go anywhere else, you are fucked. You yes. know, like you're going to be hanging with the pot belly playing mm -hmm. with a stick. And it's like playing dominoes and shit <laughs> on a broken table. Right. And we're like, I mean, even the movie like coming to America, like we're like, oh, you're either a King Zamunda or yeah. you're like not <laughs> and nah. like and you go there, you see a mall mm -hmm. that looks like the Grove in L.A. And you're like and I would be the same. I'd be like, what the yeah. fuck? Like I, you guys are like, OK, like I could have done they're this. They're doing good. They were doing good. And it's weird that everyone was over there. Like, uh. My lady pointed it out because, you know, she's Colombian, I'm black, and we do get, well, I, she pays attention more where the interracial dating shit and mm -hmm. people say stuff, right? And I don't really care. So mm -hmm. we over there, she's like, I wonder if they're going to like 
saying shit or like you know make me feel weird. We get over there, we start really looking around. Everybody, where you see Indian men, where black women, you see white women over there, Asian women, like everything's like, everything, like everything. everyone was just everything is everything. Everybody was chilling. We was like, man, America fucked us up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and they and then, know that. Well, that was the other thing. Like you say when you're talking to them about stuff in America. It, the the thing that we aren't crazy about, like we, mm -hmm. we're a little brainwashed on like America, the greatest and everywhere else is, mm -hmm. you know, horrific. But the thing that when you talk about America news and stuff like that and what's going on in America, it did seem they have a knowledge of what's they watch going on us. here. Yeah, they're why they, we are the greatest show on on TV right now on the Internet. Right. They like, watch they, us it, even, it, well, they did. It was apparent, like you brought up American news stuff, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they seemed with it, like they knew yeah. exactly what was going on. Yeah, they they watch us, even the stand up, like uh, the stand up comics. Like you think, oh, you started in two thousand and fifteen. You don't even know how to talk in the mic, but because of the internet, you can see a lot of cadence where you go, oh, that's like. Oh, like, such and such, and they're like, right. "Oh yeah, that's one of my favorite comics." Like that's you can be crazy. like, you yeah. see a little Somali kid delivering jokes like David Tell, and you're like, "How the <laughs> fuck do you sound like David Tell?" It's like, "Oh, I watched David Tell as a kid." You're like, "Oh fuck, I forgot Africa got Wi-Fi." Yeah, I forgot yeah. you didn't <laughs> so, grow up in a fucking hut with antennas, aluminum foil. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> right. So you said you bring you brought your wife, um, brought my wife. and. How do you, you know, the thing is when you go on the road and you have someone that you're dating, mm -hmm. you, you do want to bring someone you're dating on the road sometimes, like the good yeah. cities, so to speak. Yeah. You know, like mm -hmm. you're not looking to bring the bring them to like Syracuse, but like, oh, we got a weekend in Sa uh, San Francisco. This could be a yeah. nice combo thing when you present to her like and your wife isn't a comedian. Like if when you say mm -hmm. to her, I got an opportunity to go to Nairobi, how much did you because i would assume like if i, I know any woman mm -hmm. i'd be dating they'd be like where are yeah. we staying who dm'd yeah. you like what yeah. amount no, of she like, did all of that she did she, all the she, background check or she, she had all did, these questions she, yeah she had all these questions i had to i had to um ask questions she did her due diligence by being like all right once we decided we were going to go she was like all right what do i need to do to prepare my wife works in the medical field so we got every vaccine yeah. possible i got sick i took like five <laughs> different vaccines i was in the bed shivering the shit like yo this better work when i get over there i better be able to get bit by a mosquito if i get walk it off like, well it, it it is so funny because comedians <laughs> we are all so there's so many different types of comedians there's like mm -hmm. you said like someone's like a david tell fan they sound like david tell there's like 30 yeah. million types but we're all very similar in one aspect where or most comedians are like, oh, show in Nairobi. Yeah, you could. I'll fly over. They'll drop me off. I'll parachute in and I'll stay <laughs> under the kitchen table next to the show. Like, we don't care. Yeah. Like, we're just going to mm -hmm. go. Yeah. Well, and, and we'll we'll tell the story afterwards about how stupid we how were for going. Was. Right. Yeah. And how shitty it was. Girlfriends don't do that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, they mm -hmm. go, no, 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 no. I got to know mm -hmm. what the fuck. Like. How are they we needed an itinerary. She got me, and we had to put. And I, I, I love her because she keeps me focused in that way. 
She yeah. was like, well, what's the what's the plan? Like, what's the day? If we're gonna because we were there for 10 days, she was like, So what are they gonna do for 10 days? How many shows? You're doing 10 shows, so I had to get an itinerary. Yes. So she's we, not I, wrong. We got the, yo, we got the hotel information, the flight information. We got to go to a safari. So you get that me and my lady a safari trip. Um, we we got to we have to plan that shit out. Uh like to the T. I like love it. Everything. There yeah. wasn't an hour unaccounted for. Well, she that's said, we're going to eat here. We're going to do here. I looked this up. They said, this is close. They said, don't go in this area. They said, <laughs> every, I'm just like, okay. I love the right, way you're you're right. talking about this. Like, it's strange. Like, it's like, you're going to fucking Kenya. Yeah. You got to go on the safari. You got to have a fucking schedule. Like, but you, I, I would think the same way. Like, hey, I got this DM. I can go to a show in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And then it's like. Yeah, there's other things we have to suss out yeah. here. Okay, so I love the special. I want everyone to go watch it. Monroe Martin live from Nairobi. It's very good. It's funny. It's a pleasure to watch. It's 25 minutes. Like it's like perfect. Yeah. Like um, it's 20 minutes with like uh, five, four minutes of like um, safari shit because we went to yeah. safari and I was like, oh, let me add that at the end. It's yeah. great. I loved it. Um, Two questions, and then we'll get going. There are a couple questions. You mentioned Kenyan men don't travel with their wives. Is there like a thing? Are they like a cheating country? Like what? That was like that hit hard in a way that I was like, "What's the what's the story behind that?" Like I, I again, this is like dating culture. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, that was my third show. I think yeah, that one was the last show. Um. I got to see a show on that Wednesday when it was packed, but it was like mainly my show probably had like six Kenyan comics on it. Mm-hmm. Not even six Kenyan comics. It was like a, a couple comics from Kenya, couple comics from uh, like other parts of Africa, like Sudan and fucking Somalia and South Africa and all that stuff. But the show on the Wednesday was like 45 comics and most of them were Kenyan and a lot of them when they talked about relationships they talked about it's like they talked about how Kenyan men aren't faithful they got multiple bitches and the women should just be fine with it and it was just getting this reaction when I'm just watching I'm like oh shit they're just fine with being like you know we ain't faithful what the fuck a Kenyan man got like 18 wives and got bitches on the side and stuff so I when I brought that up in the thing when I was talking, I was like, "Oh, I travel with my wife," and they was like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Kenyan men don't travel and all this stuff." And then that got a bigger, uh, but I learned that just from watching the other comics and right. them make jokes and then the reaction is like, "Oh shit, y'all just get it in around here." Do they? They care. must get. Ma- do they get married very early? Is that what it is? And then they just like, is that part of the? I, I don't, don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It I is... didn't even ask follow-up questions. I was like, oh, okay, all right. It is funny that we learn from, like, you go do, like, even if you go to a city, you just learn about the city from, like, mm-hmm. the things they're talking about in stand-up. Again, like, who their rival yeah. is. Like, you know, the idea that, like, a bunch of comedians are making fun of Somalia. You're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, that's New York yeah. and Boston. And they were you know, going like... hard. They were going hard. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> there was also... <laughs> Did you know you there's a part in the special where you said to the guy and I've I've seen you do this bit, but it got mm-hmm. a weird reaction where you're like, I could pick you up. 
And there's a guy, they're like, and they almost took offense to it. They're like, uh, uh, yeah. you're like, you're not small, but I can pick you up. And he was like, whoa, no, no, no. Like, that was like, that was like the most offensive thing you could have ever said. <laughs> I don't even know why it was offensive. I don't even right, know right. why. I, I've done that on stage that. where I'm like, yeah. I don't know why you guys are mad. This is not yeah. meant to, yeah. I don't know why they did. I think they think they're like big people, but they're like, I'm big as shit. Yeah, you're and, a big dude. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm talking. I am a giant. In, yeah, in Kenya. they What's thought that? I was. So we went to safari. And I'm a giant in Kenya. Like they were looking at me like, "Oh, where are you from?" And I'm like, "Well, America." But I assumed this would be the norm over here that everybody be skyscrapers. Because <laughs> when we went to the safari, they had Maasai, like the people who are working in the thing are Maasai. And mm. you remember that movie Air up there with Emilio Estevez? Yes. And so they're supposed to be the that's that tribe, those tall oh. guys. I'm taller than them. Oh. And they're like oh, Again, we were like, fucked, yeah. we were brainwashed. We watched the air up there. I the air up there was like <laughs> Yeah, it he goes my that's probably to Africa. Yeah, that was probably yeah. why we thought that. Mm -hmm. They're like, Oh, you saw yeah. the air up there, that's why you think this yeah. is gonna be like, you know, you know, the desert or some shit. I, I don't know, like uh that's funny. Okay, and last thing you mentioned, mm -hmm. China. Are they like yeah. investing in Kenya? Like that? So, that kind of yeah. scared so, me. You know, like you're like, oh, so China's like picking up free agents. You know, like yes. uh, What was that? So what I was gathering and learning is that there are a lot of like developers that are coming to China and to help different parts of Africa, right? Because uh, the a main thing of not being able to build your city is you can't afford the machinery, right? You can't mm. get the, the the machines to lift the shit and to, and to put it up and to build. So China, because they're close, they're like, we'll give you machines. We'll help you build right. whatever you want. But I know there's a deal somewhere in right. there. Like, but in exchange for that, you got to let us build our shit over here too and stuff. So they got like these super highways that look like you're in L.A., Right. Mm -hmm. They got all these nice malls. They got like these big skyscrapers. I believe that eventually in the future, they'll get like subways and shit because you got you need the machine you need to be built down. So I think that Africa and China are like, yo, we're we we're neighbors down there. Right. And if you well, look at some black people in Africa, like this, they got like I, I know this song sound racist, but they got like. The eyes and the structure and There's, shit. Where you go, y'all looking like just Asian influence. It's interesting. It's it's why you know traveling makes mm -hmm. you you know it humbles you. You know mm -hmm. you you go you travel somewhere like Nairobi and you're just more knowledgeable than before you went to Nai Nairobi. Like yeah, you know the idea that like when you mentioned China, I was like never would have like I, I and I go oh that would make sense. Mm -hmm. that China, another superpower, like another America, you know, power, you know, whatever, would yeah. be like, hey, let's find some countries we can invest in. We got to make we we'll have some friendlies out there, you know, like and you go, yeah. oh, this is how the world works, really. You know, and, like and and America is so separate from everything. America right. don't want to work with nobody, really. They're like, we fine over here. And we're like, no, we're right. not.
Uh, yeah, it was a little it was it was very interesting. I want everyone to go watch a special. It's a fun watch. Monroe Martin live from Nairobi, Kenya. You're going to love it. We're going to have the link in the bio. This episode It will be on my socials. Monroe, thank you. Everyone go follow. Monroe. Thank, thank you, you so, much, so much, man. I appreciate it. Dude, this is a pleasure. Everyone go follow Monroe and uh, we'll go back to the episode. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that with Monroe. He's so funny. I want you guys to all uh, check it out and watch it. As you heard in the interview, um, I watched it and loved it. It was great. It's it's just, I, I think, like, what a cool thing to look in and be like, what's it look like doing a show in Nairobi? And this is the stuff that, like, you know, it's like when I brought my, I brought my parents to Nashville to a weekend of shows I did at Zany's, and it, you know, if you're living in Nashville, you're like, oh, Zanies, whatever. But if you're like from Boston, you're like, what's it like on the road in Nashville? I'm sure it's like a little bit of a, uh, you know, there's like, I, I don't know if this is the right word, voyeurism. It's like, I, I want to know what that's like, uh, you know? And so, you know, Monroe, you know, when we talked about him getting a DM being like, why don't you come to Kenya? And it's like, yeah, what the fuck is that like? So I'm glad you guys all got to hear that interview. I hope you go watch the special. Listen, I he, I watched it, you know, on my phone on the toilet. It was great. Um, oh, we're sponsored. Make your days a little merrier with microdosing. You know that just right feeling where your mind and body are totally at peace? Like after a workout or a long shower, microdosing can get you into that zone and help you stay there longer. Each gummy has a small dose of THC, just enough to help cut through your anxiety or relieve your pain and muscle tension. It can even aid with sleep, focus, and creativity. I have taken it. I, and if you like the show and you know me, I'm not a big uh, edible guy. Um, but this was just the right amount. Um, and they're delicious gummies. It's it's good. I, I've been doing it before bed. It's been helping me sleep. So I really uh, enjoy it. I think you guys will too. Microdosing helps you live more in the moment and even spice up your sex life. These gummies make you feel great without getting high from just one dose. It's that sweet spot between THC and CBD, the perfect place to be when tackling creative projects or just having a chill, relaxing night. I've been digging them before bed. I like it. All the hemp is grown in the U.S. from small family farmers, and the gummies are made with the highest quality organic ingredients possible. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use code JTRAIN to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Again, that's microdose.com, code JTRAIN, microdose.com, code JTRAIN for 30 30% off. We got one more sponsor. Before we get to that, um, let's go through the emails that we do on this podcast. Uh, So there's an email. So it was so interesting because it's April 14th, 2020. So we're getting emails about this storm hit that is COVID. And now my light, now I'm seeing how the person I'm dating is going through that. And it's affecting me. The first email is about a fiance going to stay with the family and drinking too much around the family. I, I, and Mateo gives great advice, but it is so interesting how quick these things were happening. How quick, I would love to hear if this person is married to this person today. Because they, they emailed in, they're like, my fiance is drinking from 12 to 6 at my parents' house. And I, and that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. You're like, hey. And, and 
again, the res the response is like, well, this is pandemic, this is COVID, this is quarantine. And you go, yeah, this isn't, you know, the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. You know, that's a different story. But then you go, is it? Should I be doing that the week before between if the if I went and stayed with a significant other's parents the week between Christmas and New Year's and got up every morning and started drinking until I went to bed at night, the family might be concerned. And and that's a thing. That's what COVID did. It made you go, oh, my God. Um, it, it went both ways. My brother met his fiance right around this time. Um, I moved in with my girlfriend right at this time. I'm living alone now, and he's getting married in March. It, 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 I think it, COVID, it rarely just was like, it was like this press on the gas pedal of all relationships, all of them. The second email, oh, I'm also on the road, people. If you're listening now, um, I'm going to be in San Diego this weekend. Um, come, Mike Drop Comedy. Great club. I love that club. I got a whole new set from last time I was there. It's new from the special. Coming to Houston, Madison, Wisconsin, Buffalo. We added a second show in New York, a late show. Boston, Toronto, Chicago, Minneapolis, Royal Oak, Michigan. Boise. I'm coming to Boise. It's so funny. You add a play, Boise and Olympia, Washington. So Boise, Idaho, Olympia, Washington, Vancouver, uh, Vancouver. So those three are added. It's funny. I, I, you add a place like Boise and you're like, oh, what a weird place for me to go. Again, if you're in Boise right now, not weird for you, but weird for me. And I was like, oh, what a weird place to go. And then you're like, okay, I guess you never run out of weird cities. Someone wrote to me. They're like, what about Missoula? I'm like, what the fuck? I, I'm going to Boise. I don't know. Is that close to Missoula? Denver, San Francisco, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Added that date. Nashville, Tennessee. Jaredfree.com for tickets. Get your tickets. Assemble the group chat. Fun show. Um, I've been having a lot of good time on stage. The set is something I'm proud of. So come, come, come. Um, so the second email was about... Uh, it was a younger couple where the girlfriend was like, I have a reserved boyfriend and he's not reaching out to me. And you're like, the one thing that made me think was like, imagine you're in college, you get out that spring and that spring COVID happens. And I'm sure some of you, that's your reality. That's you're listening right now going, that's what happened to me. And then you have your college boyfriend and or girlfriend and, the change of like, okay, now we're out of college, heading into the real world. We're not allowed out of the house. Like, it would be, it, I can't believe any relationship survived that from college to the real world with COVID going on. I can't, and I can't believe that there was like a real relationship forming. Like, if you two went and stayed with the parents, wouldn't you feel like a child in the parents' home? I don't know if a 22-year-old me could handle being at someone else's house, living with them, like as if I was impersonating an adult. I don't know. It's just, I felt for this person. Um, the next email is about a fleshlight. I had totally, this fleshlight conversation was funny, fun, hilarious. I The advice we gave, I totally agree with. I mean, it wasn't about the fleshlight. It's just about this person has some jealousy issues. I didn't realize there was a gay version of the fleshlight. I thought that was funny. Um, and then there's a boyfriend isn't being great after uh, this woman lost her job, which 
again, another thing, change, and then the person reveals who they are. And to me, if I was to re-give the advice on that one, to me, that was a pre-breakup. I call it a pre-breakup when someone's like, ah, you know, getting, not being helpful from your job. It's like, yeah, they're, they're and you, you better, I think he said to her something along the lines of like, you, you know, this, giving her tough love. And it's like, I love that conversation about tough love. Like the tough love isn't just, it doesn't, if someone just comes at you with tough love, it's like, no, 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 you need time to be given. You, you have to prove yourself to not be able to handle the comfy, cozy love, and then the tough love comes. And so it was interesting to me that this boyfriend just seemed to be not happy in the relationship. And she's looking at all these things. Oh, well, you know, I've been going through a tough time. Would he break up? And it's like, no, no, no. This is someone who is looking for excuses. It's not, oh, you lost your job, so I became unattracted to you. No, 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 no. You didn't want to be this isn't the match and you're using that as an excuse the last one we give a dating app makeover now i want to say i don't do dating app makeovers on on patreon anymore so don't listen to that ad but it was very interesting that and it, it, it is advice that i now would give to anyone with their dating app if you're if it's the new year and you're looking to make a dating profile here's my advice and we say it in this in this in this ending and you can see it it's on the end of the youtube we put the pictures up so if you go to the youtube um you have to be uncomfortably you you have to be so you that someone would go uh-uh be so, and i think that's good advice for making a dating profile if you're not taking that advice you're not you're you're high you're high you're hiding in your own profile if you, because this person was so vanilla that both mateo and i were like no and she's good looking, you know, you know, she's cute. She's got Halloween costumes on and all this stuff. So it is interesting that that advice still stands today. You have to be uncomfortably you. So that's the episode that's coming up uh, before we get to it. If you're looking to shake things up, paired is your answer. I love this sponsor. It's a relationship app for couples and an awesome way to learn something new about your partner every single day. It's so easy to get started. You and your partner download the app, pair together, and you'll get question quizzes and games to help you stay connected and deepen your conversations. If you're like a couple that's long distance, this is perfect with questions like, what do you remember about the first time you met? And what's one new activity you could try together this month? Paired is an incredible tool to strengthen your relationship. I love this because sometimes it feels like the relationship is a shirt that's already been buttoned and it's hard to go down the shirt, unbutton the shirt to rebutton it again. And this is one of those things. It's like, when would you ask, you know, ask these questions? And maybe I think it really will spice up the relationship. They have quizzes like saying sorry and emotional intelligence so you can make sure you're in sync with the important stuff. It even brings up fun topics that you'd probably never think to talk about without being asked. It's fun. This is a fun game. Great way to communicate. I'd rather this than texting all day about how's your day? What's going on? What are you doing for dinner? Whether you're just a few dates in or have been together a long time, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired.com slash JTrain to get a seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up for a subscription. Seven-day free trial and 25% off if you sign up. That's great. Just head to P-A-I-R-E-D.com slash JTrain to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using Paired. A happier relationship starts here. So that's my 
opening for this best of episode. It's our last best of. Get subscribed. Get ready. Get subscribed to the YouTube. Go watch the YouTube. This is a great one to start the YouTube with. It's my. It's the most watched episode of the podcast. So, and it's with an OKP, an original key player. Mateo Lane is so fucking funny. Um, and uh, enjoy. Welcome to the J Train Podcast. J Train Jared Freed coming to you live from the quarantine cabin in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're here every single day of the week Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Today's a regular J Train episode. I'm very excited for today's guest. Uh, an OKP to the show. Original key player. So pumped to have him here. Mateo Lane, thank you for coming back. <laughs> I can't handle your energy right now. <laughs> Bringing it. We got to listen. You got to we got to treat the listen. We might be in weird times, but we will not succumb. <laughs> I just think it's so funny because I've been talking to all my gay friends for hours, uh, hours each day playing Fortnite, and every yeah. time I talk to straight people, I'm always like, "Oh, hi!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? What is the difference between the gay and straight speak during these times? What is the what? What do you think the big, the major difference is? Gay people use a different lingo, and you sounded like Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, <laughs> when don't I always sound like that when we do this show? Yeah, I know, but my synesthesia, I feel like I'm seeing like a giant monster truck roll over a bunch of like old Chevys. <laughs> That's what I see when you speak. And now, welcome to the J Train Podcast. We're going to take your emails and your questions and your stories. <laughs> what? Is, so what have you been, give us the scoop. What's going on? How has your quarantine been? How are you holding up? Who are you doing it with? Are you doing it with anybody? Are you on your own? What What's going on? I'm alone. Um, I had Corona a month ago and uh, I. So don't you feel like aren't you one of those people that can like go in the streets and be like, fuck off. I can't get it again. Um, I mean, I wish I had that kind of confidence, but like I don't even have that kind of confidence when I don't have Corona. So sure. it's, it's never going to happen. But um, I've been alone. Uh, I've been playing Fortnite, which is a video game uh, that's free on the Nintendo Switch. And me and Yamanika play every single day. And we're very serious. What is a fort? I mean, I remember Fortnite like two years ago was like a huge. Are these things making comebacks? Like all the like things that you like the Nintendo Switch. Like that's been I've been hearing about this. And all I do is just scream out the window. Like I'm, I'm doing nothing different than I was doing before. And everyone's like picking up Nintendo things and. Should well, I be I, getting these I, things? I definitely, but like I, I ordered so much stuff like for a gym that I'm basically just missing a receptionist. And <laughs> I hi, think, welcome to Mateo's. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's an excuse for me to wear a wig. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. I've been cooking. I feel no motivation to write any stand. Like I've written down a couple of jokes. Like my friend Nick, yeah. when this all started happening, gays. <laughs> my friend Nick wasn't worried at all. He's just like. 
I don't really care. This isn't whatever. And then when he found out Dunkin' Donuts was closed, he started losing his mind. And I was like, what's wrong? He's like, how am I going to have my iced coffee? And I said, I'll teach you how to make iced coffee. And he goes, what do I look like? Laura Ingalls Wilder? <laughs> Who is that? I don't even know the reference. Ah! It's from Little House on the Prairie. Uh, <laughs> See, it I, is. It is funny. I, I know. I'm sorry. We. I. <laughs> you should have said Guy Fieri, and then I've been like, Yeah, you're right. Well, the thing is, like, when I do stand up every night, I'm with straight people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Normally, only gay person. So now that I'm like facetiming all my friends all day, it's me, Bob the Drag Queen, Monet Exchange, my friend Nick, sure. Bob's my friend Jacob. You know, it's just a bunch of homosexuals and I'm just like, like my link, like my whole view of the world changes. And then I talk to straight people and I'm like, oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> it is weird. I mean, it's definitely I, I feel that from like a stand up perspective, it's weird to not see stand ups like it's weird to not be out at night and have that thing because like we're forced to go out every night. And like we kind of forget that, like most people go out once a week. You know, like this is only weird for people maybe on a Friday night when they're like, oh, I would have been out right now. Us like Monday through Friday, Monday through Sunday, we're like, oh, my God, I don't even like think to call certain people, you know, like that I would just normally run into. I've been I've been checking in uh, on a lot of comics like Val at the Cellar, Liz, the Gnome. And I talked to like I've been seeing if Keith's okay, Yamanika and I talk every day. Um, you know, Evan Williams, like I'm, I'm keeping in touch with certain comics, but and sure. Mia Jackson, but like, it's just, it's weird because yeah, usually we're so, we're so like, we have to have goals. I think that's why I've become obsessed with this video game Fortnite because it gives me purpose. It gives me, yeah. I can see myself getting better and ranking up and moving along and practice. I'm like, oh, I, I'm just trying to find myself in a rhythm again. Sure. I, I mean, I kind of do that with like, I've been taking videos out of this out of this podcast and posting on Instagram and I'm getting a little bit tunnel vision. Like sometimes I'll put up a video and I'll go, okay, it's up, whatever. I think it's funny. Now I'm like responding to every comment and like, and it's like, and then Jess will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm doing work. And it's like me just like reading one comment. That's like, Hey, this was kind of funny. I like the other one. I'm going, you like the other one. I hate the other one. You know, like just like getting angry. So it's like, I, I got to find, I think switch might be the answers to my prayer. I didn't know that, you know, maybe that's where I need to go. Well, I mean, I'm not saying I'm using the best. I'm like not being very productive. Um, I, <laughs> I try and feel better by donating to like food charities in New York, but that's good. Um, it's definitely helping me pass the time. And literally, like I woke up this morning, I had coffee, I watched the news, and I Yamanika texts me. She's like, "I'm getting on." I'm like, "Great!" I have before twelve thirty, and we were like gaming. And then you're you're in the game. Yeah, See, we call each I, other. I, we're fighting in the game. We're looking for guns. We're setting up for are, like. Are oh. you guys fighting each other, or are you no, fighting? You're like a team. We're with each other. We're in the. We're in a team. I would do anything to see a Mateo and Yamanika like talking over. I would watch that. To I have watch to get, you two I have to team up. Like, how to t- like Twitch or like, like there's a way that you can like videotape. I sound so old. There's a way you can videotape <laughs> live stream your games. I'm yeah. so bad with technology. Like I don't like someone tried to explain it to me and it was like, are you speaking Cantonese? Like I had no idea what they were well, talking that, that is another thing with like this like quarantine like like your friend with the iced coffee like you gotta like 
kind of try to figure this shit. There's a point where you find out how much you really care to do it. You know, right. like that guy finds out, okay, I do care to have a nice coffee. You know, right. like I, I, I sit here and like someone explains to me like Zoom and people were saying like, oh, maybe like uh, we had the Zoom thing the whole time. Yeah, you, but you didn't have a no one wanted to sit for 10 minutes to fucking have a, you know, somebody teach them Zoom. Like right now they just had they right. just had <laughs> even the name pisses me off. Do you Zoom? Fuck off. Uh, yeah, yeah. Get off. Get away from me. Yeah. Like I right. like they were talking <laughs> about like it, it was just Passover and I can't imagine teaching an old Jewish person Zoom. Like, I can't imagine... Like, I remember trying to teach, like, the fights. I I would do anything to see, like, just, like, cuts, a super cut of, like, Jewish grandma after Jewish grandma going, what? It's a Zoom? You press record? What box am I in? I can't... Just the... the, the when it says, like, turn your audio on on Zoom. Hot... I can't hear anybody. What are we doing here? Can I Lift it up. Like so I, I, I just did. Italians are the same, except what we try. So my grandparents are quarantined, right? Okay. So only like two members of the family can go see my grandparents. So I talk to my grandparents every day, but I kept begging them. I was like, please get technology. We want to talk, see you. Yeah. So my, my aunt Christy finally came in the house, gloves, mask, gave him an iPad and said, you're gonna use this in FaceTime. I FaceTimed my grandma, you would have thought that voodoo was in her living room. <laughs> she was so scared. She was like, I don't like it. This is the, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, grandma, it's an, I don't, this yes. starts to ring, I don't know. The only technology my grandma has in her house is a toaster and she doesn't use it. <laughs> she, this is, she's just on the stovetop using the fire. Horrified of technology. So well, I mean, this is but that, that is. There's like the angry grandparent. Like change fucking sucks, and yeah. seeing the world go on without you fucking sucks too. So I get it. So there's like I don't. It's I don't either, get TikTok, and I don't plan on getting TikTok. I'm on TikTok, and I, I will say, Mateo, you're perfect for TikTok. I'm not I think perfect. But I don't. Yeah, do, I don't, you I, are. I don't do Mateo, the dance. Mateo, let me just tell you, right? You've already danced better than I, I've danced. Um, <laughs> Mateo, you, I mean, for those that don't know, Mateo's a a, a classically trained um, musician or what, how, an, opera, an opera singer. Like you're built, you're hot, you have, you have a great body, you can sing, you can do art, and you can and and you're funny. So that you will have, I think you, if you went on TikTok, you would have a million followers tomorrow. But doing what? It doesn't matter. Hot people with good bodies are killing it on there. I just don't have the time. And you you're know? funnier than anyone else. That's, so you're, that's so, not true. I think I but, could do it if I did, like, if I dressed up as Liza and just did one like new Liza thing a day. You'd be the Liza guy, 23, and everyone would be like, did you see Liza guy? I'm telling you, this app was built for you. Because I go on there, and I'm like the old fat guy. Like, what? Do I eat a sandwich here? Like, and I'm like trying to dance, and it's just awful. It's just an, an atrocity. Your Little Mermaid one, I was so... First of all, I loved it, right? <laughs> Thank you. That was, it, that was, was, so that was one of... was upset that you chose the Broadway version of Ariel so, singing, I was like, "Girl, there again." What happened? This is this is the problem with being old on there. Like, I get frustrated because I'm like, 
I don't know how to get a certain part of the song. Like, so I couldn't use the regular song. So like I had to find one that was just like near the part I needed. But I, I agree with you completely. It, what's, it, the it's, part, what's the part you were looking for? I wanted just out there what the people are. Like I wanted like the main line, but like all the 15 up second version. Yes. I wanted that while me looking out the window with my fork and my hair. Like I want, and it's like, <laughs> it took forever to get to that point, but I hear what you're saying. This is again, this is me being old and afraid and not wanting to ask and not having the patience, but Listen, can I tell you before we start the show? Can I just say sure. real quick? I haven't had the motivation to create any content. I feel overwhelmed by people creating content and not in a bad way. It's like I, I love that all these comics are doing like Sam sure. Morell and Sarah Tolmash and you. I, I just get like that that anxiety inside. Like, what am I, I supposed you. to do? And I'm like, I don't, you know, the only thing I could think about doing was either um, figuring out how to record myself drawing. So if people were interested, like, that would kill over that would kill over TikTok too and Instagram. I love your drawing stuff. Thanks. I would love to like show people how I do a drawing, what the process is, or cooking. I have I I Yes I know how to cook. And I've been making all different types of pasta, all different homemade pastas, all different types of sauces. I've been baking Can you can you do this tonight? Do me a favor, make a cacio a pepe. Cacio a pepe. <laughs> I said that like such a Jew. You say cacio. It's like I'm cacio. not <laughs> Make a caco, uh, a pepe. I wish uh, I was having a caco and pepe. <laughs> hey, any, any caco de pepe going through the house? Anything? Girl, no. I am in full quarantine. Although funny being on grinder because every conversation is the same. Hi, hi. How's your quarantine going? Good. You good? Into uh, bottom top. Blah blah blah. So. Now what? You want to see each other? Well, we can't. There's a quarantine. I know. Sucks. Dot, dot, dot. And then there's that moment of like, are we going to be bad? I think everyone's kind of dealing with that on dating apps. Like they're like, and not, and they're not sure of like socially how it looks to like pop over for a suck and fuck, you know? I know. I thought about going on a social distancing date the other day where we would like walk six feet away from each other and then. Bob the drag queen is like, if you do that, I'll kill you. Although I was so <laughs> depressed that I, I was from not seeing anybody. Bob yeah. and Monet were like, we're going to meet each other at the top of Central Park, which is halfway. We're all wearing masks and we're all staying six feet away from each other. And I saw my friends. And when I looked up from the bench, they were all five in a row, like in different outfits and poses waiting for me to see them. <laughs> and it really did give me life. I mean, I didn't realize, you know, outside of everything just just physically seeing your the face of somebody that you love and you're friends with will i mean for i've been alone for a month i have been alone of course of course and 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 even these zoom times like even us talking right now like i did like a zoom with like guys from college i haven't seen in 10 years like why are we even doing this and it's like oh okay i know why we're doing this and then i get hammered on it and <laughs> i'm making fun of people and they're like half laughing half uncomfortable and it's like, you know, like, the you know, the seller tried to do like a table, a Zoom that was like the table. And it's like, it's hard to get once you get there, you're like, oh, this is what I needed. This is just like you're saying, like, this is how this feels great. This feels right. And it's just before that you're going, this is so stupid. What am I doing? I, I think that's the same for a Zoom date, like for the social distancing date. Like, I know it sounds 
stupid and not right. But like my brother was telling me, he's like, you know, I get in these conversations and I don't want to go on a Zoom date. And he's like, and I and I said, I go, that just means you're you're not having that great of conversations with the people. And he was like, well, no, no. And I'm like, yes, this is just I, I think for a lot of people, this puts you face to face with. Do like I, I think we could all agree like when you meet someone on a dating app grinder, you know, uh, Bumble, whatever it might be, you get to a moment where it's like shit or get off the pot. The the shit or get off the pot moment though now is is a little bit more like real. You can't even like lie. You can't even be like, well, we'll do drinks next week. But if if the schedules open up, then you just go home. You go, do I want to? Is this for real? Is this someone I want to get off the couch for? Now well, it's like. It's weird because usually a day is including a couple of things, right? Like a physical moment, not necessarily sex, but like yeah. seeing someone, hugging someone, greeting someone, seeing how they're, you know, I understand that video is different, but like unless all your senses are aligned, you have a harder time grasping what someone is like. Totally. So, I agree with that. Right. So you're sort of trying to, like, I've, I, there's a couple guys I'm talking to and, uh, you know, on my phone or whatever that I met on fucking Raya, which that app stopped matching me with people in Mexico and Barcelona and England. <laughs> what am I going to do? I, I so, mean, <laughs> you're li- you guys were enforced social distancing on that app. I yeah, right. Yeah. So um, it's it's weird. It's it's uh, but I, 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 I do. I, I do understand what you're saying, though. But like for those dates, like if you think of like the levels, like a date. A first date is like here. Let's say this is like the pinnacle of social of dating app. You know, getting if we're trying to get to first date and that's it together at a wine bar. Down here is you know meeting on the app. A, a, a FaceTime call or a Zoom call is in the middle, and like none of us want to agree to middles with people. We want right. to get to that next step, it's and it's kind of strange. Right? It's too it's too intimate at first. Yes, it's, it's weird. By the way, I just I do want to say, like, I know I'm complaining. But we're, we're complaining about pretty superficial things. Um, That's what this podcast is for. Right. But <laughs> I was at, so I was at the grocery store the other day. And this is you. I think you'll appreciate this. So, you know, when, when we're on stage as comics, maybe me more than some other people. But I tend to um, I'll snap at audience members who are not behaving accordingly, let's say. Sure. And um I haven't had an audience for a while. So we're in the grocery store and I'm walking around just grabbing a few things. And there was this woman, I'm in the Upper East Side, right? So it's this Mm. 40 year old woman. She's got a giant cart and she has filled it with 80 loaves of bread. Filled it. No (laughs) toppings, no mustard, no mayonnaise, no meats, bread. Fucking Aladdin over here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, you're not supposed to buy that much bread. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that bread's for, so I'm not judging. I'm not judging based off that. You don't know if she's bringing it back to the orphanage where everyone gets their own loaves. You don't right. know. There's Annie and Peppermint <laughs> sitting there waiting for that. So, Annie and Peppermint. <laughs> you ever see Annie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So there's a red tape on the floor. You're supposed to wait behind the red tape so everyone keeps their social distancing, right? So I walked up to one of the registers and realized of the tape. So I put my bag of frozen raspberries and just stood behind the red tape like they asked us to. Mm. So the woman with the bread is now there. And there's about a 65-year-old woman who is the cashier who has a paper towel around her face because that's the only mask she could find. This is a woman risking her life 
to bag our stupid groceries. So for sure, the 80 loaves of bread for these people. Right. So I'm standing there just waiting and the, the cashier is yelling and I'm like, what is going on? I look and the cashier is going, stand behind the red line. And the woman with the bread is yelling back going, are you talking to you're not being specific with whom you're speaking to are you talking to me or are you talking to everyone this is ridiculous so i'm like oh no so and there's an audience behind me so i just look at her i don't know what came over me jared i (laughs) I just like the thought of you looking at the people behind you don't worry i'll take care of this i'm a comedian Uh, (laughs) i'll take care of this awkward social interaction this is what I've been training to do. <laughs> right, because everybody else doesn't know what to say, right? No, no one's used to variables. Everyone's used to wake up, coffee, office, gym, home. You're like, oh, my God, I got a juicy situation. Don't worry, everybody. I'll take care of it. I oh. understand. Call and response. I threw on my cape. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I don't know. I really channeled my aunt Cindy. For those who don't know my aunt Cindy, she's a five foot tall Mexican Italian woman who, since my whole life, has been starting fights with people in public, and then comes okay. home and shares the story with us, and we all celebrate like, "Yeah, did it!" So I just turned into my aunt Cindy, listening to this woman yell, and I look at her and I go, "She is talking to everyone." There's a red line. Stand behind the red line. Stop acting like an idiot and cut it out. I mean, wow. She and oh she- my god. And here, here's my thing. I have literal chills. Like I'm sitting here, like ah, oh, to have that moment. Oh, <laughs> I was so. I was. She first of all, she tried coming for me, but secondly, I. I really. I, yes, and and I snapped back so quick. I mean. You know, people don't know we're comedians, but we already have 50 jokes lined up. We got stock lines. You got a whole you got a whole uh, treasure chest of of things that you can say. Right. (laughs) But here's the thing. And I thought about it. I'm like, I don't care if that bread is for Jesus Christ himself. (laughs) Okay, I don't care who that I don't care if it's for Annie. I don't care who that bread. I don't care if it's for Mariah fucking Carey. Sure. You do not yell at a 70-year-old woman with a paper towel around her face when you know damn well what you're supposed to do. She said, everyone stand behind the line. And And, then this woman's trying to argue her because... And and especially, you know, that we're going through, again, weird times. Weird times. Time to start. When you leave the house, you got to be a little bit more awake. And and zoned in. You can't be la di da, you know, you know, love woman. You gotta be okay behind the line, watching, looking, aware, six feet away. Like she's gotta understand she's in the time. she's walking into the world, not this other person. Right, right. And two, the she knew she was wrong. She knew she wasn't supposed to buy that much bread. Yeah. She knew what the woman was saying, but she's just not used to being treated that way. So she had to get her frustration out for her own ego. And for me, maybe I did something wrong. I admit that. But I thought these employees can't yell at her. But I can. You can. And and you know what? I I have a a sixth sense for older Jewish women. And this feels like it My She's like, I could just imagine her going, I have to learn a Zoom after this for Passover. It's like, I'm I'm a... 
white Anglo-Saxon. She was like a okay. white. She was not let's, do some, let's do some emails. Are you ready, Mateo? Yes, please. I'm ready. Everyone needs to go follow Mateo at Mateo Lane on Instagram. Go, go, go. He's so funny and fantastic, and all the stuff he does, you're going to love him, and you should go see him do shows once we're out of this whole thing. Let's do it. Fiance shelter with my parents. J Train, I had a question regarding my fiance and his drinking during quarantine. Because of work, I've been sheltering in place with my parents for three weeks now, away from my hometown. My fiance drove out from our uh, from our out of state house and is now sheltering with my parents and I. It's great to have him here, but how do I get to the point across that he can't drink as much when he is at my parents' house as he does when he's sheltering in place by himself? I want everyone to have a good time, and I love a cocktail hour, but drinking beer from noon till bedtime isn't quite my parents' idea of a good fiancé. Is there any way to uh, to just temper it for now? Oh, this is a tough one. I have an idea. She could switch your email with his. What do you, what do you, oh, just send this to him? How do yeah. I tell someone that they're an alcoholic? You turn to them and say, <laughs> you're acting like an alcoholic. Yeah, it, it is weird because, you know, this is a tough time for anyone with addiction issues because you're just locked away. You're sitting here with nothing but time and nothing but vices that are sitting around the house. This guy doesn't sound like he's has an admitted problem, but, you know, it's easy to use the excuse of, Hey, what else am I going to do? It's uh, of course I'm going to drink from noon until I go to bed. Like I I I do understand that like she's in a tough position like to say to him, "Hey, uh why don't you not, you know, like I I I could understand how hard it is." Yeah, I think uh these are here. These are very trying times. This is not normal for people. Fiancés, married even married couples of 50 years and new couples to be with each other for this amount of time because all the worst parts of us will come out. The weird things we do, like, oh, I didn't, like, you know, like, why is he chewing his fingernails? You know, why is it, like, little tiny shit will start to get to you that's not supposed to, we're just not meant to be with each other for this long and this close without any kind of purpose outside of the house. So, you know, she's also in a weird position too. However, when it starts to come, first of all, he's saying, he's staying with her parents, right? Yes. So that's your excuse. That's your launch pad. You say you drink how you want in your house. You're a guest, not just in my house, but my parents' house. And I am trying to set a good impression with them of you before we get married. Please don't tarnish this during a fucking pandemic. And and don't do it where you go. Don't create the lie where my parents are noticing. Don't do that because then it puts all of you against him and it doesn't make him feel comfortable in the house. Just go. Just say, hey. Um, we can't start drinking and make it we like I you can even let them know like, hey, I, I want to start drink. I say don't say we because it's not. OK, we. I say you because you know what? This is also a time if there's someone I, I understand people have addiction problems, but if it's starting to affect other people within your family, yeah. don't put that blame on yourself, because I think a lot of times girlfriends will take men's blame by saying, oh, we and then that mm. gives him an excuse and softens it so it do- he doesn't see the problem. Because, yeah. oh, he said we, so next time she drinks too much, I can throw that back on her. It's like, no, no. Yeah, no I mean. I'm behaving, uh, no, you're not. So maybe you guys create kind of a rule together. Hey, while we're at my parents, let's uh, hold off the drinking until 6 o'clock. Let's have work hours in effect. Right. 
like I, you, know, you can you, just, I you're think, drinking at noon and no one else is drinking. I think that's maybe a good way. Like you are doing this at noon. No one else is drinking. It's making me look kind of embarrassed in front of my parents. Right. I think it's but also fair to say too, like, hey, this is making me really upset. You're drinking uh, is too much. And we're at yeah. my parents' house. And if you want to drink, um, maybe we should des- designate some times to do it. Like, hey, if you want to relax and have a couple drinks, great. We'll do it at 8 p.m. when my parents start going to bed. But yes. at 12 p.m., we're making bologna sandwiches. Yeah, this is bologna time. Right. <laughs> this, this is I think also, time. Also, also going, asking him why he thinks... 12 p.m. is the appropriate time to start cracking a beer in front of her parents. I think that's like a good question to ask because he might say, well, there's nothing else to do. Okay, well, then let's make mozzarella. Let's do something different because right now that use of the time is making us look bad. Right, right. I agree with that. Yeah, maybe turn it back on him and say, you know, what what are you – Whatever you just said. Yeah. Like what, why are you, why do you need to drink this early? You know, make them think about it. Look, I think a lot of people are reacting really strange in this pandemic and we're trying to be as forgiving as we can, but under certain parameters, like in this situation, he's not at his own home. So when you're in someone else's house, if I had a boyfriend and I was at his parents' house, the last instinct I would have is to act like it's my own home. Yeah, yeah, I agree. He sounds Tram- selfish. Outside of it, it, it does. He sounds selfish. It, it's selfish. That's why the asking him why I think will help too. Just to go like, give me a reason. Like, are you a? Do you not like hanging out with my parents? And like, this is a way to get past it. Like, I'm here with you. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Mateo Lane. Help my reserve boyfriend is making quarantine hard. Jared, I'm a new list. My reserved boyfriend. What does that mean? I think we're going to find out. Hi, Jared. I'm a new listener and big fan of the podcast. I found it at the perfect time as I am am in a four-month relationship with my boyfriend and Corona quarantine has cut the so-called honeymoon phase of the relationship short. We met at our college and are now in our hometowns almost a thousand miles apart for the quarantine. At first, the distance was new for us both, uh, for both of us, so we maintained constant contact through text and video calls and would express, express how much we miss each other. But now, almost four weeks later, I've been feeling uh, really insecure as he is a reserved person to begin with, and I hate feeling like I need to pressure him into calling me first or making an effort to show that he's thinking of me. My love language is quality time and physical touch. So you can imagine how hard this has been for me with even with such a new relationship. He's just such an overall perfect guy for me and I'm so happy with him. However, last night I even cried to myself to sleep because he wanted me to send nudes when he was very when he was horny. And I said no, because I wasn't feeling sexy and in the mood to. And it just made me feel shitty that he put more effort into that than to say something sweet out of the blue because I've told him so many times during this time apart that I miss him so much. Anyways, sorry for the ramble. I just want your advice on what and uh, what and if I should say anything to him regarding his lack of affection or and I just lonely and overthinking this. Uh, any advice would help. What do you think? I think it's a combination of both. I yeah. think that a lot of times straight men aren't very good at communicating their um, uh, vulnerability and mm. they communicate that through things like sex or things like anger or things like, you know, drink, whatever. Right. So, um, 
not just gay, straight men, gay men too, right? Men. Yeah. Uh, and I think that when you're quarantined and you're away, it starts to show what you need in a relationship. And so she obviously needs a lot of emotional stability so that she can feel secure. Like if she, if she felt he, she was getting her, the emotional stability that she wanted from him, if he sends her random texts about like, show me your ass, I'm sure she'd be down to do it because she already yes. is pushing off the foundation of, well, I know how he feels about me. We have those conversations. So I'm sure I'm right not now, just I'm not just ass girl. You know, right, right now, she's way, just a place for asses. I am ass girl. So like if I'm in the middle of playing a video game and some hot guy that I barely know wants to see my ass, I will pause the game. Yes. And just show my ass because I am desperate. But she <laughs> has a relationship with him. So uh, maybe she just needs to be vulnerable with him and be like, look, the quarantine's being strange for all of us. However, I feel like I want to be sexy with you, da 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 da. But I just want to know, like, where where do we stand as a relationship? And do you do you want to check in with me more than just like seeing my boobs? boobs. Yeah, I, I I think she has to let him know that she's upset. I think a lot of times, especially with distance and when you're talking over the phone, and the only interaction is "I miss you, I miss you, I miss you." There's never an interaction where it's like he sees your face like not looking right or he sees you going, you know, kind of parsing through the words that you want to say. So it's hard to even know. So I I think like she needs to say, hey, the other night when you asked for nudes, I felt badly because you haven't even said I miss you. So to me, it made me feel that I'm just your, you know, the 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 vending machine of nudes <laughs> like <laughs> you, you know like as opposed to the you know us having this you know basis of a relationship that led to nudes being asked for and i i the one thing i'll say to her my love language is quality time and physical touch i i, I understand like well whose is it I know, like, I, I, the whole love language thing, I understand why she's, like, bringing it up because it's kind of in vogue and, you know, we all read a book and we figured out our I love mean, language. I don't like this idea of love language. I'm like, my love language is, shut up, shut up. It, 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 it makes it seem like this is your, like, when you bring up your love language, it kind of makes it sound like you're trying to, like, have, like, like, like this is your like disability or something. And it's like, no, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, right. like I, I'm a love language. And when you, when you act like it, it makes it feel like no one could understand when we all want physical touch. We all, you know, you both are far away from each other. You both have, you know, deficiencies from this, from this situation. On his end, it's his deficiency is not being able to see that you're hurt. No, by his, not, his is not being able to physically touch her. Yeah, and he wants to see some nudes, and he's like, this penis has to do something. So it I, I, It doesn't sound like it's a situation where they don't know each other and he's inappropriately asking her for nudes. They they have an established relationship in some sense. Yeah. He probably feels comfortable enough to ask for those things because he feels fine in their, that part of their, their, their emotional stability, right? But she obviously doesn't share that, so she just needs to vocalize that they need to find like, yeah. an equilibrium. She's definitely got to say something. And I think like there's this thing right now where we're not used to it. And you and I kind of talked about in the beginning, you're not used to this whole situation. So it might feel like you're over communicating, but nobody, no guy who enjoys you and wants you to be his girlfriend is going to be going to disappear because you said, Hey, I felt a little upset that you haven't asked how I'm doing. 
Hey, I feel, you know, like that's that that guy who leaves you after that conversation didn't want to be with you in the first place. I just want to say too that after this, I'm going to be flirting like a Victorian woman. Like we're all so afraid to touch each other. I'm like, if I see like a man's ankle, I'll come. <laughs> Ooh, thy ankle brings brings fluid to thy penis. Thine. <laughs> just writing on your quill. This is, I I I'm just imagining. You're just going to be writing in your diary. We should all start sex diaries during this time. I don't. No one needs to know my diary. This, no, you just. Yeah, I played you, Fortnite with Yamanika. I mean, <laughs> I masturbated again. Just you with. I just want to see you at candlelight writing with a big feather pen. <laughs> it would be an aria. I, play, I played Fortnite with thy Yamanika. <laughs> Mine would be and, two candlelights and just going. I would be like Barbara Streisand and Yensel just going <laughs> with a candle in the middle of a forest. <laughs> J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com here with Mateo Lane at Mateo Lane. Now I'm going to preview something before the end of the podcast. We are going to reveal our dating app makeover. Mateo and I are going to go through the profile that we were sent. We have a winner. We did a, we, so we did a little game. We asked for submissions of people who wanted their dating app profile uh, made over on the show. So you and I are going to look at their profile, go through it. We'll read the email. And then we've made choices from their Instagram of, of what we want to like replace theirs with. And, if you want a dating app profile makeover, I do this on Patreon. So this is all to show you kind of what we can do over the, you know, what, how, what kind of fixes can be made. Uh, red flag or deal breaker? She wants you to throw away your fleshlight. Oh, I just got a fleshlight and I hate it. Why do you hate it? So my friend was like, because I'm like, I'm not going to be fucking anyone. And I'm, well, I'm hold like, on. Explain what a fleshlight is because we have a lot of female listeners. They might not be aware. A fleshlight looks like a flashlight, but at the end of it, it either has like the, a mold of a vagina or, in my case, an asshole. And okay. you stick your dick They make in asshole it. ones? Yeah, yeah. Well, what am I going to do? Fuck a vagina? I, I'd be like, I know. I, I, you know, forgive I, me. I'm freaking out. Um, but, isn't that funny, though? That Like, I never thought of that. That like like I guess that's a whole new market for them. A whole you know. Well, I mean, first of all, I'm more of a bottom, but I'm alone. Um, and so my friends like you've got to tough get tough times a call for de- you know tough times call for for all, we're all making changes. We're 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 not you know. We're, I'm gonna come out of this a dom top. There so, we go. But I got it and I used it once and it was a little cold and it's embarrassing because you look at the and it's huge. You look at it and you're like I'm not really turned on by this like a dildo. Yeah. I could, because you know what this is just like okay it's just like a flashlight well that's that's like sorry to interrupt but that's like the problem with porn porn will always do a close-up of the vagina and i'm like no i need the whole picture i don't want just a vagina i know they show close-up of assholes i'm like is this a star wars movie i need to (laughs) um but then when i was are we on tatooine (laughs) most icely spaceport but (laughs) Uh, I was using it and it was kind of cold and I was like, I feel like I'm fucking a dead person. Yeah. By the way, the cleanup process is like, like you have to get like, you know, those like fire hoses they use in like firehouses. Like you have to like sanitize it and there's like a dust thing. I'm like, I'm never using this again. So is it like when you get like an electric razor, how it comes with the oil and the little brush? Like, does it come with like cleaning stuff? 
it came with a package like a like you know those like lube packages because you have yeah. water-based lube which like what is this 1970 so you know it's crazy been, i'm not it's been i've used it once i've had no need to want to use it again so so let's say uh, i so let's read the email because this comes from a dude i've uh I've been seeing this girl. He's a 32-year-old man. Been seeing this girl's a uh, 25-year-old woman who's a little conservative in the bedroom. I bought her her first bullet vibrator for sex, but but also for her own masturbatory purposes, and she really enjoys it. I'm pretty open sexually, so I don't know. I don't think toys are weird. To be honest, I haven't used the, the flashlight in years, as it's a lot of work to warm up and clean after. So I can toss. So I can toss it and not think about it again. However, I would never ask a partner to get rid of a toy because I thought it was weird or made me self-conscious. What do you think? So he's asking: Is this a like? Red flag or deal breaker, basically. Red flag, it's an issue, but, you know, this keep the relationship going, or, like, do you end it because of this? She is wants you to throw away the flashlight. asking him to get rid of the flashlight? Yeah. I'd be and, like, and you're he, not my mother. Yeah. Fuck off. And, and the thing is, it's, it's interesting that he... It would be, I think it's even worse from her end because he's, they've had conversations about toys. Right. Very obviously. He bought her her so vibrator. He's calling he, them toys. I hate that. Like, what do you want to call them? Fucking Woody. Like, I just. <laughs> You're right. I, I don't, yeah. This is, what would you call them? Um, Attachment. Desperation. That shows her ego. She's so insecure, and that's a set up a multitude, multitude of problems with him that she can't even handle the fact that he had a sex toy before he met her. Meanwhile, she's using a sex toy. So she's yeah. saying, I want my cake and I want to eat it too. I want to be the only thing that you desire. It's like, it's not about desire. It's that this guy, every once in a while, just wants to get off and go in his own fantasy world and let him do it. Well, that's kind of the back to what you just said, like calling it a toy is the reason this is like a problem because to her, it's like, oh, you want to play with your toy instead of me as your toy. No, 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 no. This isn't it's it's an attachment. It's a it's as it's as normal to me as a uh, uh, as a lamp. You know, this is just something to like get me I through the day as a lamp. Yeah. Oh, really? That's <laughs> this is nice. Um, yeah, so I, I think. I don't think you break up over this, but I think you have to talk with her and you kind of have to hold your ground. Like, hey, it feels as though this is an immature way to to handle a, a conversation about your confidence in the relationship and sexually. Like, right. we can talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Because it sounds like you're somewhat, you know, to me, what this feels like is you're jealous of this, you know, this attachment. Sure. and. When you two are two different things to me, one is, you know, you know, one is very, um, you know, this is a relationship. This has and feelings. I wouldn't, and this I wouldn't even go because it's not that deep. I would yeah. say this is a conversation I'm not going to entertain because if you're this insecure about a toy, then you're then you're letting me know that I'm about to walk into a circus of hoops. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. It's it's it, it, like I, I'm not going to say we're breaking up over this, but I am saying you're giving me not just a red flag, but I am like swimming in one of those. Like, what's the reddest thing you can think of? Uh, the wettest thing or the reddest thing? The reddest thing. I'm swimming in in um, pe- wow, period, period blood. Perfect. 
<laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. This is a, this is, you, I, I think a, a, it's a full stop on, this isn't about the fleshlight. The, you know, and I think you have to say, communicate that. I know this isn't about the fleshlight. You don't, we have to talk about us. Don't right. make it about the, me throwing away the fleshlight doesn't cure everything. Right. Right. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more email. Mateo, it's so good to have you here. Even virtually, I'm, 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 I'm feeling good. It's good to have you. It's good to have you here. It's nice to see you. It is good to see you. Let's do one more email. Then we'll go to the dating app profile makeover for the big finale. Need advice from a guy. I'm out. Here's, (laughs) <laughs> Time to Here's my situation. I was let go from the firm I was working for as an interior designer a couple weeks ago. I'm back in. It was, now you're in. <laughs> interior design? Uh, it was a result of the economic hits uh, the company took because of the pandemic. They made a lot of cuts, and my position was one of them. I didn't do anything wrong, and I consider myself to be motivated, hardworking, and good at my job. Since I've been laid off, my boyfriend has been pretty awful. Oh, my God. <laughs> to put it put it plainly, uh, some days he's supportive and says he's here for me and not to worry, but he just acts annoyed with me all the time. It seems like he doesn't want me around anymore. Like the days I do see him, it's it seems like he's only there because he feels obligated. I let him know I was feeling this way and asked what was up, and he just gets more annoyed that I ask. He seems less attracted to me, and when he, we have sex, I come on to him. He used to be very attentive in the bedroom, made sure I was uh, made sure I always came to and was vocal and passionate. Now he gets off and it's over. He doesn't say much and hardly looks at me. I'm really broken up over what seemed like uh, him falling out, out of love with me. I'm really upset about losing my job and this whole world we live in right now is scary and depressing. I'm having a hard time and he just doesn't seem to care. He says he's practicing, quote unquote, tough love, but it feels more uh, like more than that. He doesn't check in on me. He used to text me all day, uh, all day long. And while I don't expect that to last forever, I hardly get anything. I, he told me last week he wasn't happy, but he wasn't going anywhere and he wants to be with me. I'm confused, but I can t- can't talk to him anymore about it. I feel like he will get upset. So my questions, do you think he's just staying with me because he feels guilty about leaving me right now after losing my job? I say it doesn't matter what he's staying with you for. I say pack your bags. You're done. I mean, yeah. I just got out of something like this where it's like you start hot and heavy and then they start to pull away. And the second they start to pull away and you address it and they don't know how to they don't know how to answer you with truth. Walk away. She just I mean, that was the Torah of yeah. lists yeah. of things that like you don't want in a relationship. It's like, bitch, what's in it for you? Like, yeah, and separate the job from him. The job has nothing to do with him. OK, I'm yeah, sorry because, you lost your job. Jared and I both lost our jobs. We are not working. Lots of people are not working. It is horrible, horrible times. But this guy is just adding on to a multitude of problems. Why are you entertaining it? Just send him a text and say, I am no longer going to see you. Goodbye. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's interesting that she's connected the job so much to this guy. Let me read the rest of her questions because I, I think you're right. Um, I think what, when she writes an email like that, that's just not the right partner for you. Right. Like, and, and then, and then she ends it with like, how do I be better? Like, she's basically saying like, here, he does this wrong. I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. 
is he losing interest in me? And it's like, well, it seems like you've lost interest in him. Right, right. Like, yes, he's lost interest in you. There's no question about it, right? Yeah. Number two, you don't want to be with him either. She writes, do you think he lost interest in me because of me losing my job? Do you just no. do guys just stop being attracted to girlfriends? I've gained about 10 pounds since getting together with him, but he's a bigger guy and doesn't eat great, LOL. I know it's hard <laughs> to be with someone that's going through a rough time, but I haven't uh, been sulking miserably or anything. I just need expected to be able to lean on him emotionally, and he's not there. I would be for him. What can or should I do? I really love this guy and what we had. It seems unreal that all this just uh, gone away in a couple weeks, and I don't want to let it go. I I would say this. The quarantine is not bringing out the best and worst of people. It's bringing out who we are. So yeah. getting a fast-forward track to see the apathy that this man has for a relationship and not being able to deal with your problems. If you're going to be in a relationship, someone is not going to have to take care of your problems, but certainly help you through them. He's well, obviously showing you that he can't do that. Bitch, move on. Well, it, you know what's interesting about what you're saying? I love what you just said. Like, it, this isn't the worst or best of people. It's just who you are. And I think, you know, when people write into this podcast and they're like, well, why doesn't, why does he want to hook up and then not be in a relationship and have a label? And I always, and the word I've been using a lot lately is responsibility. He doesn't want responsibility for you. This guy is your boyfriend who signed up. When you become someone's significant other, it has the word significant. You are now their responsibility, not just and, and, and some people listen, some people take advantage of being someone else's responsibility and that in relationships. And for that reason, some people don't know what that means. It seems like and, and exactly what Matteo just said, where you you know, you're not seeing the best or worst of him. You're just seeing how he handles the responsibility of a relationship and it's not adding up to the partner that you're looking for. And and I and the problem is she's like I'm sure she's saying to herself, I've lost my job, I'm not about to lose my boyfriend too. Like I and and that's not a real good way to go through life just because and and right now you're acting like you kind of work at his company. You're like, "Have I gained too much weight for the to to be the the girlfriend of his dreams?" Guys, you know, I don't think he would ever say like oh, I've fallen out of love with her or I've fallen out of attraction for her. This is just the boyfriend he thinks is is the right one to be. The, and the most troubling part is that he said this is tough love, as if acknowledging so, that... Which, by the way, I'm sympathetic for her. This guy's horrible. Like, the things he's saying yeah. are horrible. And let me just also say this, too. When you, you've lost your job, you have a lot of time to take all that energy. You're concentrating extra hard on this relationship. So your relationship from the quarantine and the loss of the job has a double microscope on it. So every yeah. tiny thing becomes a huge, right? You will save so much energy and time by letting him go. And you will be opening up so much more possibilities, not just love-wise, but job-wise, everything life-wise if you release that toxic energy because now yeah. the only thing you have hankering you down to this world is a toxic waste yeah i i'm with you and they i understand why it's so hard for her she's sitting here thinking like just it, it, she's gonna go she's gonna go oh my god 2020 i lost my boy like i the story she's gonna tell at brunch is really gonna get a spotlight and and i don't <laughs> think she even wants that spotlight, but it, this is the reality. 
Yeah, she and he and then he became a different person and she's going to have a real story to tell. Some people want that story to tell. She seems like she's like, oh, and now I got to add this to the fucking story. And it's like, yeah, you do. It's, and also, if, I, if my girlfriend, if I went to Jess and I was like, hey, I'm just really feeling bad. Uh, like, I just need a hug. And she was like, we don't hug in this house. Tough love time. I'd be like, okay, well, I guess I need a different type of partner. Like, I, I, like this isn't some people might look and go, I really needed that tough love in my moment of need. I'm not that person. It doesn't sound like she's that person. Here, here first of all, if I went to my boyfriend, oh, that's right. Um, also, um, <laughs> I think tough love is appropriate in certain situations, right? Like, it's not a catch-all thing. Yeah, you're right. right. Like when someone, someone, for example, when someone gets broken up with, right? Like our friends that get broken up with, we give them one, two, three brunches to hear them fully out, complain, talk to them, give us our advice. When we're moving past a month, two months, and we're still hearing the same stories, my response to you will be, I said to somebody the other day who, who kept giving me the same repetition yep. of the problem. I said that they just said, here's the problem. You're now the problem. You've allowed yes. this to take over your life, and you're not – like, I've given you all I can give you. I'm here for you. But now you being upset about this – that is now on you. You don't open up with tough love. Like, like it's been two weeks since she lost her job. She gets a grieving period. He didn't even give her that. Jtrainpodcast right. right. at gmail.com. Jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Here with Mateo Lane. So happy to have Mateo here. Yeah. At Mateo Lane. Everyone go follow. Go support. He's so funny and talented. Let's do a dating app makeover. You ready? I just to say, I'm opening up my email right now for it. So open up the email. I'm going to read it for the listeners, okay? And then our, you know, Shelby and, and the team is going to put the picture on the screen for people to see while we talk about it, okay? Um, for those of you listening, I do dating app makeovers on Patreon. So this is kind. this is the interaction you'd be getting over patreon uh where we go back and forth over email i take a look at your profile and then i go to your instagram and make a couple choices and mateo's gonna help me out along the way if you would like to get involved with patreon there's extra podcasts i give personal advice i also give dating app makeovers patreon.com slash jared freed patreon.com slash jared freed here we go you ready mateo we Thank you for the constant advice and entertainment. Now that the feathering is out of the way, please help me with my dating app profile. I'm a 26-year-old in Chicago. Mateo, you're a Chicago native. Yes. I've been single for four-plus years and have had a long train of douchebag dates. I try to meet people on the apps in person through friends. None have really peaked for more than two or three dates. They seem to be rather flaky or just simply not a match. I love going out and having a good time, but can also be at home and Netflix kind of girl. Please, oh, please help me. That is, she's got to stop saying that. Let me start right off the bat. This girl lives in Lincoln Park. She only goes out on Clark Street and she's only meeting 23 to 26 year old white dudes who love the Cubs, haven't quite figured out what they want to do in life, still living in the suburbs or six of them in one house. And wear zip up hoodies over collared shirts. Yes, ma'am. She's she's going to the Golden Nugget (laughs) to share French fries with her girlfriends, complaining that she didn't get any dick after she went to another (laughs) Irish pub. Well, that's the thing. I think Mateo and I are getting to the same point is like 
you have to be more yourself on these apps and, and kind of uncomfortable yourself. So like when she says, and I can read it in that one sentence, I love going out and having a good time, but can also be a stay at home and Netflix kind of gal. So yeah, you Don't and every on. fucking everyone else. What do you, right. I like to go out and I like to stay in? Yeah, me too. What do we, okay. that doesn't. Who likes to go out all the time? Yeah, we all want to stay. Who doesn't like to watch Netflix? What are we talking about here? So I think right now you want to like, you know, you think staying in the current because her problem is two to three dates, nothing really connecting. That's right. because you don't give anyone the hint, the, the, the part of the cliff to grab onto. They can, you're only going to get guys that are swimming with the current as much as you are. So you're right. never going to get... I want to say while you're saying all this, I'm looking at her picture. She's fucking beautiful. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. And tell by the picture with her and her friends. I'm telling you, this bitch, she's at Red Ivy every Friday night. I know her <laughs> life. Yeah. I know you. It, I'm a Chicago native. I see So let's go you. let's go to the first picture. It's her with her friend. They both look great. She's got the leg coming out of the slip move, which I it's love. Angelina Jolie from 2013 at the Oscars. Lo- love it. Um what do you think? I my only issue with this picture is on the apps, you're you're we want to know you right away. You're Thank you're you. immediately with a friend. So which we have gotta, talked about before. Yes, we've talked about this before. Where's Waldo when I'm swiping, taking a shit? No, 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 no. I want to know where Waldo is right the fuck away. So here's so so I got so you got to be more Waldo and less wares. So let's (laughs) get rid of the friend in the first picture. Even though this is a striking, good-looking picture, we don't know who it is. And you have to understand, men are looking through these so quickly, and it's not them swiping; it's their penis. Swipe, 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 swipe. And then they go, what, did, what decisions has the penis made? And then they get to it. So let's go to the, her prompt. Best Halloween costume. She writes, Halloween is my favorite holiday, and I like to go all in every year. So my personal bests were when I dressed up as Wendy from Wendy's. What do you think of that? All right. Well, Wendy is a little Dorothy. And I think here's the problem. I like that she went for Halloween and did like a fun original costume. It wasn't sure. like Walgreens cat meow. Here's my ass, which is my Halloween costume. That or yeah. Royal. And um, but I, I'm just gonna say I'm just gonna skip ahead a little bit here. Every picture she's with another girl besides the one drinking by herself, and half of her face is covered. Like yeah, simple, simple, simple. Show your face. Show be alone and a few photos mm. and the last photo you can show you and your friends so people know that well, you're second friend. Also, also if you're gonna put like she does have the Wendy's picture, but it's way later in the profile. Way later so, in the profile. So I would say you have to follow up your big Wendy's thing. Like I do like the Halloween thing. I like that she's like that's my favorite. I am a Halloween girl because there's people that are in and out of Halloween. There's people that are medium on Halloween. There's people that are like I don't know, just another thing to party. She has set herself up as Mrs. Halloween. But also, she needs that picture to be right away. I mean, you're not going to run into an issue about Halloween unless you're dating a Jehovah's Witness. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. you're this, right. This is a Halloween. Here's the thing. And every guy and guys love Halloween because it's you, but a little bit of a different, a little bit of a, like a, a change up on you. So it's yeah. like getting to hook up with you. Plus it's you doing something weird and a little kinky and a little off. And you're like, Oh wow. I get to date two different chicks with not worry about my phone. Here's the thing. I think that 
I think she's beautiful. I'm sure she's very smart. She does seem like she's got a good group of friends. She yes, she is does. Doing herself a disservice by making herself look more basic than she actually is. Totally Everything agree. That you've said, I've seen a thousand times. You know what I'm saying? I like to go out. I like to stay inside. I've been on bad dates. Um, you know, uh, Halloween. I love Halloween. Is being a tourist in my own city, exploring new places, uh, places, and eating my way through the city, like. Okay, let's think about Chicago. Like, what is something fun that you like to do in Chicago? Write down, you know what I like to do on my own time? I like to go to Lincoln Park Zoo and laugh at the penguins. That's yes. funny. Like, something well, that makes you stick out. So what Mateo's talking about, my ideal fake sick day, is being a tourist in my own city, exploring new places, and eating my way through the city. When you write the word exploring, you are now every chick in the world. The minute you write that word, also, you are... You're not Dora. Like, no, no, no. You're, you're not Dora. Exploring. No one's putting on a backpack and walking to Bucktown. Like, all of no. a sudden, we're exploring. Like, you <laughs> went on some website and found that there's good pancakes somewhere on Pulaski and Belmont, and now but, you have to go there. And and that's the thing. What Mateo's saying when he says, I go to the zoo and I look at the penguins, that's a little weird. And that's a little, that's the type of weird stuff that people can grab onto that now know a little bit more than you. You have to be a little uncomfortable with what you wrote on the dating profile because when you get a little uncomfortable and you think not everyone's going to like this, well, that's a good thing. Now you've sussed people out. And when they respond to it, you know who's responding honestly and dishonestly. When you say, when you put being a tourist in my own city and exploring new places, any Jim and Joe can respond to that and sound like they're on the same page. That's right. why you're meeting a lot of Jims and Joes. Right. You want to meet some Mateos. And it doesn't you want to meet me, somebody that's this girl and I think she's interesting. And of course, you know, women, you can't say hi, how are you? You have to have a whole speech prepared. A whole I have thing, nothing yeah. to work off of. Yeah, I like to stay home and go out and yeah, I explore my own city. Like there, there's no exploring. You know what I mean? There's just sort of like taking recommendations from different blogs that you like about the prettiest brunch places. So I think she's going to do herself a disservice. Number one, get rid of all these other people in your pictures. Just have yep. yourself. Number two, find something interesting and you know you're interesting. I can tell just by looking at her that she's more interesting than she's making herself sound. Find something that you can put down that's clever. It doesn't have to be weird. Like my left toe looks like, you know, but something yeah, no, but interesting. Something... Something that you maybe wouldn't tell someone on the first date. So right. you have to come out with information and say, and like, even when we go down to like another one of her responses, I mean, how ridiculous is this? My love language is quality time and physical touch. I mean, we just talked about this. We just talked about how this is everybody. You got to be you more than everybody. So I would even get rid of the love language one because no guy even gives a shit about that. Um, you you want to get my love language is deep dish at Pequods. And if you're from Chicago, yeah. you understand that. There you go. So again, specific, interesting, depthier. And, and I know you're saying, well, it's just a dating app. Well, if you take it as just a dating app, you're going to meet just a guy. So right, you have to meet someone that's a better, met. which is all she's met. So I think, uh, Mateo, show us the picture you chose. You're going to send it to me. So the one picture that I love that she should open up with, and this may just be because I'm a huge faggot, but I mean, but this stunning is, girl. Work I mean, it. yeah. Stunning. What is she on a runway or something? It doesn't matter where she is. If she could be can at a you grocery send me the, store, she is can you, working it. Email me the link to that because we're going to put it. We're going to flash it as one of hers that she should put in. I chose this one. I sent mine to you. Um, and it's her with three other people, but I think they're that those are people that could be cropped out. 
This is an even better display of the slit leg dress than she did in the first one. Do you see the one I sent to you? See, fuck, she's got, I know she's got a lot of friends. She's a, the girl, it's right, it's uh, the third row down. Girl, I see it. It's this one. Yeah, get rid of those people, crop them out. And now that's an alone picture that's striking, gorgeous. That's one they're gonna go that a guy's gonna look at and go, "Wow, I know exactly who she is." Get rid of those douchebags with the you know the with the whatever, and let's make that happen. And can I say something as a Chicagoan? If you're trying to meet interesting guys, you can't be hanging out as a Chicagoan on Michigan Avenue because that's where that photo was from. And number two. You got to stay out of Lincoln Park. You got to stay out of, of Wrigleyville. Stay out of those areas. Stay out of Bucktown. Stay out of Wicker Park and think, where can I think outside of the box? Where's someplace interesting that I can go to? The Chicago, there's so many places that aren't just yeah. on the better blue line that you can go to that have so many interesting people and so many crazy things happening that, you know, try and explore other areas, other things are, there's always something happening in Chicago. Go to the Green Mill on a Friday um, night. I know that can be kind of touristy, but it's like, hey, at least you can watch people singing jazz and dancing and doing something cool. Like, there's just different things I think you can do besides like these places. I'm not saying she's it, going there, but you got to let me know if I pinned her. Correctly. <laughs> well, I, I, it does seem like her, her dating app profile was sponsored by Thrillist. Like it was just made. It was a, from a list that was like hottest places in drink. Chicago, which is great for me to go to when I go there for a weekend. But like when you're living there, you want to be, you want to feel like you've grown from the ground and that you weren't just placed there off of the conveyor belt from state school. You, right, Mateo Lane. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for helping her with the dating profile. Go follow Mateo at Mateo Lane on Instagram. So funny, so talented, so amazing. I love having you on, man. It's great to see you. Thanks for having me. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every single day with your podcast. Keep telling your friends. Keep sharing it. Share, 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 share. We'll be back next episode. Boom.